It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. I hope you're bundled up and ready for the weekend. Good morning. Hour number three, eight minutes after eight o'clock. I'm Ashley Frasca in the studio of Green and Growing. If you're just listening to the show for the first time, where have you been? Um, I'm going on two years now hosting this show And someone just asked me recently, you know, how long are you going to do that? I mean, you do traffic Monday through Friday. You're there every Saturday hosting the show, I think, until they drag me out. Uh, Because I really, I was terrified to take over the show from Walter Reeves, host of the Lawn and Garden Show right here for uh, 26 years, maybe 27 years. And I was terrified to fill those shoes. And granted, I can't and I haven't. But we kind of made a little bit different show here with Green and Growing, three hours of just, I hope, a lot of good entertaining informational content guest experts help me out uh who have far far more knowledge on their subjects than i do um and i'll be bringing you a lot of really good things i literally have my day runner out in front of me right now for january february march and i think i'm gonna have a lot of really good stuff uh to share with you guys i'm making a trip later this month to the cherokee veterans park up in cherokee county my home county to visit the community and demonstration garden and orchard that's uh, being worked on right now and that ribbon cutting is going to happen in March. So I'm going to be there every step of the way for uh, the Cherokee County Master Gardener Group and bring all of that information to you because there are other gardens that are similar um, in different counties throughout the state. So that is just, you know, one of the many here in Metro Atlanta places that you can learn from and visit and be a part of different projects like that. Um, in February, we have the Great Backyard Bird Count. So I usually get Becca Radomsky-Bish from Cornell University and their Lab of Ornithology um, on with us to share information about the Great Backyard Bird Count. And what a fun project that is for the kids, for the families to get involved. 15 minutes of you counting birds. Um, so set up a feeder now, get them used to coming to that feeder. And then a month from now, you'll have a lot of birds that are really happy and well-fed and you'll be able to participate in the count. Uh, you download the app and do it. It's really easy. They've got a good, um, Merlin has a good app for bird identification too, or there's you know different books that you can pick up to identify all the backyard birds that you've got. And then I'm going to be talking about the Cherokee County Recycling Center because uh, not only do we talk about lawn and gardening, but also environmental stuff, right? And so I am a proud recycler. Uh, I don't give it to the sanitation company anymore. I bring it to the... Cherokee County Recycling Center, and I saw a story on Channel 2, Linda Stouffer and uh, some producers put together about what they do with the glass. Glass is, you know, such a tough thing. A lot of recycling places don't accept it, Uh, but Cherokee County spent a lot of money on this really exciting machine that takes the glass, and I won't even tell you what all it does because I'm going to go there. I'm going to do the story for you and have you learn a little bit about it. And then coming up in February, uh, Atlanta Botanical Gardens got some great shows, a camellia show and a garden flower show that I would love to try to participate in. And then the Marietta Tree Keeper and Tree Giveaway event uh, near the Marietta Square the first Saturday of March, and they pair up with the Georgia Forestry Commission. So we know Stacia and Seth, who have been on the show with me before. So just a lot of really cool things coming up in the spring. And I'm open to knowing what's going on in your community. I'm only one person, so I can only be so many places. But I have a little recorder. I have my headset. And I'm a little journal notebook thing. And uh, I go out and I learn a lot about what people are doing. Neat ideas, fascinating things. Uh, folks and gardeners and groups are doing throughout Metro Atlanta and try to bring you that information. So get in touch with me if you really think you know of somebody doing some cool stuff or your group has an event going on that you might like to share. 
404-872-0750 is the number to call with your garden question. Or in Jean's case, we just spoke to in the last hour from Duluth, call in to share some information that was super helpful. Uh, our conversation about okra and our conversation about uh, not burning poison ivy vines. That is a terrible idea. And yeah, they still have the oils on them. Thanks a lot. I found that out about three weeks too late. Uh, doing some yard work and some gardening the day after Christmas with the temperatures as beautiful as they were. I was out there in jeans and a short sleeve shirt and had the inspiration and motivation to um, knock back some English ivy that was out of control. I manually removed two big lawn bags full of English ivy. I was so proud of myself, so pleased with uh, the result, getting it away from the fence, starting to take it down from the trees, and then end up with my arms just covered in, you know, breakout from English ivy. I guess maybe some poison ivy was mixed in there, too. And folks have had reactions to Virginia creeper, too. So keep that in mind in the spring and summer, that five-leafed vine, Virginia creeper, uh, you may have reactions to that, too. So always use the right tools, always be dressed properly. Walter even gave me the idea years ago, my gosh, when I first really had my awful bout with poison ivy seven or eight years ago, um, using the long plastic bag that the newspaper comes in and cut tips in the, or cut holes in the the end of that bag to put your fingers through, bring the bag up, up to your elbow and just use hair ties or rubber bands or something and use that over your garden gloves. And that way you've got extra protection. And I look stupid, but I would rather look stupid with no one seeing me in my yard versus what I'm dealing with on my arms for the past three weeks. Um, and something about English ivy, too. Manual removal any time of year is great to do it. This time is perfect for me because a lot of the greenery and things that are growing around it have died back. So I can see exactly what I'm working with when I'm pulling out the vines. And I try to pick up, you know, every vine that I remove, even the leaves, just because that stuff is so it spreads so easily. And the birds will spread the seeds when it uh, flowers and seeds out like in September, October. Um, so that's why you may have a patch that just starts to show up in a random spot in your lawn. Um, Walter posted a very interesting article on his website not too long ago, WalterReeves.com, about white vinegar. Um, that can actually be used in the garden, but not without warning, not without some precautions. It is non-selective, so it's harmful to desirable desirable plants too. But yeah, we're talking about white, you know, just standard vinegar that you use in the kitchen, that you may use in the laundry. Um Researchers have found that a 5 to 10% concentration killed weeds in their first week or two of life. So that's great. Like if you see ivy, you know, leafing out and you can get to it early, but something as sturdy as that, that ivy's been in my yard for years, that requires a higher concentration of vinegar. And again, non-selective. So it's a cheap herbicide, but you may be better off using something by ortho or bioadvanced or something like that, like their brush killer that has triclopyr in it. That's more of a selective herbicide, so it's not going to be harmful to everything, but it can be targeted, soaked up through the leaves, and then systemically, you know, taken into the vine and the roots of the plant and and kill it. And some some weeds do take, you know, more than one application. So you may not see results for a week or two, but then it's not going to knock it all back. So you just have to kind of stay on top of reading the label on how often to apply and when to apply and the the concentration and the ratio as well. Um, and when you pull it out, like I did, you heard me say I filled two lawn bags full of the stuff. Uh, don't throw it away in the woods because it's just going to re-sprout and those roots will take hold and now you've moved it to a whole different part of your yard. And don't compost it, for the love of God. Don't compost English ivy. It'll never go away. Um, something else I was noticing too 
Uh, we were just talking about the great backyard bird count coming up in February and establishing, you know, some feeders now. They need high protein content bird seed to kind of get through these cold months. But I'm seeing bluebirds everywhere in my backyard. And to me, it seems they travel in pairs. I don't know that that's the case, but I always see an even number. And, you know, the male is the bright, bright blue, beautiful, hard to miss. And the female is a lot more of a dull color, almost like a bluish gray. But now's a great time to install bluebird boxes and nests for those guys. Uh, In the wintertime, when there's no insects available, they'll definitely be visiting the feeders. And they eat fruit from sumac and wild holly and things like that. Uh, mealworms are a nutritious option as well. I have a bag of mealworms from Pike Nursery and keep a little dish filled right next to the feeder. And they love those. The other birds visit that too. But uh, mealworms are, are great for bluebirds. And speaking of, I will have Jim Bearden, who is my resident bluebird expert, uh, works at Green Meadows Preserve out in Cobb County, Call in next Saturday at 7.30 if you want to learn a little more about Green Meadows Preserve, the Bluebird Trails. Um, There's a Cobb County Garden there, all of those things. But I'm going to pick Jim's brain about uh, bluebirds, their life cycle, how best to attract them to your yard. He's got some great ways to build those bluebird boxes and nests. And I've had one in the garage that I bought three years ago, and I still, it's there. I mean, it's not doing the bluebirds any good sitting in my garage. So I'm going to take Jim's advice on how to mount it, what high or what height, uh, what direction it needs to be facing. And I will get that thing hung this year right away within the next couple of weeks and not put it off for another year. 404-872-0750. Going to take a break here on Green and Growing. And when we come back, the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. I hope you have some sharp pruners ready because they're going to get a workout in the next couple of weeks with all these things to do. And also uh, keep up to date on the Facebook page because one of the things I'm going to share with you in the top three, I'm going to put out a little more in detail tomorrow on Green and Growing WSB on that Facebook page about how you can get involved and get some knowledge, garden knowledge, and it's free. There's a lot of it out there, and I'm going to direct you right to it. In the cold months, what better to do than to hang out on the computer, read a good book, but keep learning. That way you are fully armed and ready for spring. 404-872-0750. It's Green and Growing on WSB. 823, back on Green and Growing. 404-872-0750. I'm going to take Gary's call first, I think, DeMarco, if that's cool, and then we'll do the top three. We're going to mix things up a little bit. All right, Gary calling in Sandy Springs. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm third in line waiting to pick up my uh, espresso beans. Oh, nice. And and I am beyond frustrated about the stink horn mushrooms that are in my front yard. They're underneath three mature crepe myrtles uh, and within um, probably six or eight inches of uh, bark mulch, and I can't get rid of them. If you look them up, it's a phallic thing, mm-hmm. and they smell yeah. so bad, <laughs> you can't go out in your front yard. You're right. You actually usually smell them before you see them. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you see them, you're, you're a little offended, or you may have kids giggle when they see them, so you can look them up on your own. Um, it's actually recommended, Gary, and this is not going to make you happy, to leave them because they're good, they're beneficial uh, for the environment. But the good thing about them is their life cycle is not too long. So while they're there, they're not harming anything, and they're going to eventually, you know, go away. Um, But they're grown 
on or like rotting organic matter. That's going to attract mushrooms. There's something going on that they're able to thrive off of. So maybe an underground stump or a dead root, uh, sawdust that's been left behind, or even decomposing hardwood mulch is a lot of times where we'll find mushrooms cropping up. So maybe freshen things up a little bit, uh, rake the old mulch away, put new mulch down. You said they're under the crepe myrtle, so that could be any kind of debris, like leaf debris or whatever that's just decomposing, and they found a nice, happy, damp, you know, somewhat shaded place to live there. Um, So really putting fresh pine straw, fresh mulch, something like that. You can cut them away, and I know you don't even want to get close to them because they smell so bad. Um, But there's really no chemical that's going to get rid of mushrooms. They're just one of those environmental things we've got to live with. And I also had Tim send me a message on Facebook not too long ago um, out in Austell. Same thing. So if you want to know more about those, you can certainly Google stinkhorn mushroom and you'll see what we're talking about. All right. Thanks for the call, Gary. Green and Growing Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. And you know what? Speaking of that, I wonder if I can find this Facebook page really quick. There is a North Georgia mushroom. Oh, I can't find it, but I will. I follow it. I follow this page on Facebook. It's like a North Georgia mushroom hunters group or whatever. And it's really fascinating. Uh, The mushrooms people go out and look for and that are sought after, but also just identification and and finding ways to treat certain mushrooms. Uh, If you're curious about that, I'll share it on Facebook if I can remember the name of it. If someone posts to that group, I guess it'll show up on my news feed. But okay, the music's run out. Number one, um, all trees can be pruned right now when they're dormant. So they're not leafing out right now. They're not putting out new growth. And you can see their structure since the leaves have fallen off. Ornamental grasses also should have all of their foliage cut away to allow new growth to come through. So good time to prune those. We talked to Jan in Milledgeville about removing pampas grass. Uh, If you're going to cut it, it's it's quite a task. Uh, you'll have to do it in stages, maybe with a really, really sharp knife knife or uh, pruners or something like that. But can be done, and it should be done now. It can be cut back to 12 inches high. Number two, more about pruning. Uh, shrubs that bloom on new wood, meaning they flower or they leaf out on branches that have grown during the current season, those can be pruned now before the new growth starts in the spring. I had from Nick, Nick from Athens email me, Asking me about abelia, butterfly bush, rose of sharing, even fall-blooming hydrangeas like limelight. Yeah, cut those back now. You have until at least maybe February to do that. And number three, be on the lookout for local nature centers and master garden groups hosting webinars or classes. So much free information online. And tomorrow on the Facebook page, I'm going to share some of those places where you can find all of that. Pike Nursery coming up next on Green and Growing. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. Having a really good time on the show today, and I am sad that it comes to an end in approximately 24 minutes. But we have a lot left to do in those 24 minutes. Ashley Frasca, you hear me from the uh, traffic team Monday through Friday. Last Sunday, I hosted the weekly checkup, the, the doctor show. Though I have no medical degree, so I'm kind of all over the place. I know a little about traffic, a little about uh, all kinds of things. I don't know. But if you want to keep up with all of my random knowledge, uh, Green and Growing WSB is the Facebook page that I've dedicated to this show 
Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Ashley Frasca WSB, you may get some gardening things there. You may get some traffic info. You may get some pictures of my dog. I just don't know. Twitter, I, I'm pretty good about keeping up with that. Um, and on Instagram as well, which is the least of my favorite social media is that I just do it because I feel like I have to. But nevertheless, here we are on Saturday morning having a great time. It's a chilly start. If you're traveling to or from work, please be careful out there. I'm glad you're tuning in and wanted to give a shout out to Merritt, who's listening this morning. Good morning, Merritt and Lori as well. I'm glad you guys are checking in on the Facebook page. And so when I had my my little momentary uh, forgetfulness in the last segment talking about stinkhorn mushrooms, the Facebook group, I looked it up and I remembered it. Mushroom Hunters of North Georgia. Fascinating little Facebook group. I think you have to be allowed in, like you have to be granted permission to join the group. But nevertheless, I mean, you'll find a lot of cool stuff and good identification tools there um, from folks who know more about mushrooms than I do. Okay, so getting ready to talk about houseplants and the health benefits of houseplants with Pike Nursery. And, you know, if you really want to be happy, keep it simple. There are very simple ways of staying happy. And I want you to listen to this. But that rose, spider plant, or cactus could still bring some happiness. That according to research commissioned by a British website called The Joy of Plants. It reveals more than half of us say we feel more productive when surrounded by a plant. 60% feel happier in general. The survey of 2,000 adults has also found that over 60% of respondents find nature calming. 44% say having to take care of something brings satisfaction. And 23% say they speak to their house plants. I was talking to it, telling it stories. I drew a sketch of it. Just don't forget to water it. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. So there you go. I mean, that makes it sound really easy, right? We've all in our lifetime killed a lot of house plants. Um, and then she's like, you yeah, know, just keep it watered. I mean, there's there's more to it than that, certainly. But uh, Rena Sartain from Pike Nursery, good morning. What do you think about that? Well, good morning, Ashley. <laughs> I think that um, what we don't realize, and I've taken a, a scientific class on this, okay. that um, plants have an aura of their own. And if you go on a slow motion photography, you can clearly see that. So I think that Humans have a symbiotic relationship with plants, just like and Mother Nature in general, just like we do with animals. So the the benefits of being around Mother Nature and um, it, are they're astounding. They, they, they heal us in so many ways. Well, and you mentioned in the same breath, you know, talking about plants, you, you mentioned pets, too. And you heard that guy, people, I mean, millennials, too, like this is so trendy with millennials talking to the houseplants, naming them. I mean, it's a part of your family if you really want it to be. Well, we all thought um, Prince Charles was a lunatic because he used to talk to his plants. But, you know, um, before big storms in my big garden, I had these humongous pine trees and I would go out and touch them and um, and talk to them and talk to them about how to stand up <laughs> in a storm. And and honestly, part of this class was that um, our auras um they they coincide. So to touch house plants just like you would stroke a cat is very healing. Um, you know, I, I I I don't think I think we take them for granted. We take Mother Nature for granted, and it's and it's tragic because she is she will be here to save us long after we've lost track on how to survive. I can tell you that. Right, and I mean so many benefits, which we're going to go over. Um the benefits of, of houseplants and most of us gardening indoors more than outside right now. So five mental and physical benefits of houseplants, um, you know, 
all of you at Pike Nursery are just fascinated by all of that. You know a lot about it, Rena. And also with it being January, uh, taking the Christmas decorations down, which I'm proud that I've already done, a lot of bare spots. And it kind of makes you sad. It makes you bummed out. I mean, yes, it's a new year and a fresh start, but you're so used to looking at that green Christmas tree and garlands and all that kind of thing. So picking up a few houseplants and knowing how to care for them is really going to make things a lot brighter and a lot happier in the house. So you've got a really good list. Five major mental and physical benefits of houseplants. What are they? Well, first of all, they they reduce your mental and physical stress. Just being around them is... Um, it, it it makes you more mindful. Um, I think that we all need something to care for, um, even though we like to think we're footloose and fancy free. And, and so it really does scientifically lower your heart rate and your blood pressure um, when you are around um, plants. And um, it, it helps you put your mind in a place other than the everyday hectic, paying your bills, making phone calls, doing all those things. So it really does focus you on being calm. And plants promote healing mm-hmm. in every way possible. In the in the old days, um, an abbey, which would always house um, really the homeless back then or the sick or the elderly, they would build their rooms around a courtyard so that patients, and hospitals did this too, so that the patients could look out on green space. And that was a big deal in the early, um, the early decades um, to promote healing. Plants also um, take, um, create humidity in your home and they, they filter the air, um, just like trees do outside. And they help to keep your house a little bit cooler um, because they breathe just like we do. Um, and the other thing is um, it can boost your attention span, actually. I don't think we realize that, but certain houseplants and plants in general, like this is not necessarily a houseplant, but rosemary stimulates your brain. And um, to be around rosemary when you're preparing for a big test has been proven to, wow. to be a real stimulus. And I think they just boost your creativity. I think that um, you can experiment. It gives us a chance to learn. You don't need to be um, afraid to fail right. with houseplants. You know, some of them die. I mean, that's just the way it goes. They're just like humans. They have some have a lifespan, some we don't water correctly. But you know, it gives us a chance to learn, to experiment, to beautify our house. And I think that anytime you're around pretty things. You're happier. Uh, You can incorporate color that perks you up automatically. And again, I have noticed, um, you know, when my cat died, I said, I'm never going to have another animal. I've had animals for 45 years and I want to be footloose and fancy free. My children are grown. So I only have a husband to take care of. So I really (laughs) love having plants to take care of. I think that we need to have something that we can nurture. And if it's as simple and easy as a houseplant, I think you've got it made. And, you know, what do you need, Rena? Maybe just keep it to three things so as to not overwhelm people, Um, whether it's uh, fertilizers or treatments or tools, maybe three things you need in your arsenal, just basic stuff that you're going to need to keep those houseplants healthy. You're going to need common sense. 
so that your plants talk to you and you're going to look at them when they're at their peak and that's what you want them to look like. It's just like if you got sick, you'd start to look puny. So um, you, you need to use your common sense and water them on a regular basis. So a little watering can or whatever you want to use would be perfect. You can use a slow release fertilizer like Osmocote, um, it will just, you know, it lasts for months. So you don't really have to fertilize much. And, um, you know, I, I will say this, that when you water your plants, don't just touch the dirt and feel that it's damp because the root system down under stays a lot more moist than the dirt at the top of the plant in the pot. So don't overwater. Um, you know, if you water once every five to 10 days, depending on the type of plant. And of course we will help mentor you on that at Pikes. Then um, you've got it made. It is so easy and light. You just need to find the appropriate light to put your house plant in. Some don't like any light, some like lots of light, yeah. not direct sun, just ambient light would be the perfect um environment. And Pike Nursery locations have done such a good job of really laying that out and categorizing low light, medium light, and high light plants in the nursery. So whether you want to pick one up for the office, for your bedroom, for a much brighter room, or you have one already at home and you don't know what it is, wander through a Pike Nursery because you'll likely spot the house plant that you have and you'll see where they have it located under which sign, you know, in the nursery, medium light or whatever, that you know you've got it in the right conditions. And Rena, what about, um, I've had some people message me about, you know, bringing their citrus trees in, uh, some of their ferns in. So not necessarily house plants, but things that we've got in the house with us for the next couple of months. Um, any kind of pest, whether it's a mite or an aphid or something like that, what's a good chemical control or something to have on hand for houseplant, you know, pests? There is a product called 8, um, which, um, the number 8, um, which you could um, spray on the foliage. Um, sometimes um, lemon trees or um, mandevilla, if you're trying to save it um, during the winter, um, can bring those in and that's the easiest thing to do you can put some of those plants and they will shed a lot of leaves um, usually when you bring them in the the change in environment will cause them to have a little mm -hmm. bit of trauma so you know you can even put them in the in a garage or somewhere where it, it stays um, it doesn't go below freezing um, plants are pretty durable they can really mostly take it down to about 48 degrees wow um, with a few exceptions. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're tough little cookies. And having the right pot, too, when you need to maybe repot them and move them to a pot larger, general rule of thumb is just to go up um, to a pot that's one sure. inch larger, always have some fresh, you know, pike potting and container soil on hand to, to add to that. And, Rena, we talked about things looking bare now and the reasons to add houseplants. There are so many, but uh, we've taken our Christmas trees down and I drug mine to the curb. I think the Boy Scouts are going to come get it today or something. I don't know, but you know, one less thing for me to have to do. Um, and I have my plant stand. I literally have it in the car right now. Have I run out of time to return that? Bring it back. It's till um, January 31st nice. and you get an in-store credit and um, you can use your credit to buy some houseplants. 
That's <laughs> perfect. So that is the Pike Nursery's Christmas tree stand that they had already attached to the tree when you brought it home back in November or December. Return that by the end of the month for an in-store credit. And Rena, you guessed it. I will be using it on a house plant because I have a nice it's ceramic uh, plant from a co or uh, planner from a coworker. It's a black little boombox because we're all in radio. And I need a low-light plant for my desk, which is nothing but fluorescence. So I think I'm going to find a good one there. Great. Awesome. Come on in. Rena, thank you so much. Always good to hear from you. And Happy New Year. Thanks for the great advice. Happy New Year, Ashley. All right. 404-872-0750. A few minutes left in the show. We'll come back again to recap the health benefits of houseplants and the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. It's Ashley Frasca on WSB. Being mindful of that weather forecast today may not be the day to get out and do some things in the yard, or maybe you can. You just got to bundle up and then rain in the forecast tomorrow, but uh, always seasonal, always timely. My list of things to do in the garden. You can take this advice and maybe hang on to it for a week or two. Green Green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. I've given you a lot of reasons to use good pruners uh, throughout the show today because trees can be pruned now when they're dormant and you're better able to see their structure. So go in there, kind of thin them out, cut away dead branches if you need to. Um, Gene from Duluth called earlier. We were talking about crepe murder in the show and not properly Uh, cutting crepe myrtles and a good rule of thumb there. If you even need to cut them, which I don't think you do, but if you need to prune them, removing all of the growth that is the size of a pencil or smaller, that stuff's kind of useless. So see, just being able to thin one out, reduce the size just a little bit. Um, I talked a lot about ornamental grasses. You can cut all that away to let the new growth come through in the fall. Just uh, do it in stages, have a really sharp tool. And Annette in Canton did call the show earlier electric hedge trimmers. That's going to work too. Just be really careful with those. Make sure you're pretty steady on your feet and you're not near the cord that they're attached to. Things could go awry really quickly there. Uh, number two, be on the lookout for local nature centers and master garden groups hosting webinars or classes. Uh, for one, the North Fulton Master Gardeners, they're hosting their free spring gardening lecture series beginning in February. Reach out to me if you'd like to find some more or just Google, look up the... Um, Master Gardener Group in your area, like their Facebook page, follow their website. And tomorrow on Facebook, uh, when you search Green and Growing WSB, you'll find my show's Facebook page. Tomorrow, I'm going to post some of the pages that I closely follow for information on classes and webinars. A lot of this stuff is free, guys, and it's you can do it on your own time and learn a lot. I did a lot of that during uh, the year of COVID in 2020, still finishing up You know, my first year of the show. I found a lot of that to be really helpful. And number three, back to pruning, not to beat a dead horse, but uh, shrubs that bloom on new wood, meaning that they flower or they leaf out on branches that have grown during the current season. Those you prune right now before the growth starts in the spring. So reminding you about things like abelia or butterfly bush, also confederate rose and rose of share, and all of that puts on the flowers on new growth that it puts on in the spring. So those are okay to cut now. You can cut them back to almost next to nothing. Um, knockout roses too. I wait till Valentine's Day just because it helps me remember, but cutting all of that stuff back pretty low to the ground, it'll come back full and better than ever. And again, uh, I'll remind you maybe in a month or two when I am actually out there doing these things that it's a good time for you to do it if you don't get around to it now. My thanks to DeMarco and Anne and all of you for being a part of the show today. And thanks to my new followers to the Facebook page. Until next Saturday, be well, enjoy the new year, and I got to get in a go dogs for that big old game on Monday night.
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.